Welcome back to Whistling in the Dark Podcast, episode 49. I'm Patrick Bradley, and today is June 21st, 2020, and back by popular demand is Adam Steele. Hey, good to be here. Yeah. So, uh, sorry missed you uh, last week. I've um, essentially been in my, you know, largely just been in my house for months and months, and uh, last weekend I was actually like getting out and doing stuff. I actually took a trip to see the Georgia Guidestones. I'm not sure mm. if you know what they are. No, I never heard of that. America's Stonehenge, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except I think they were like erected in the 90s or the 80s. Uh, but there's huh. a bunch of mystery. Like whoever did it, they, they did it anonymously. They're like 40 ton slabs of i don't know what we'll say granite okay and they're 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 stacked they're they're stood up and then there's like a big granite capstone on it and there's a little bit of solar alignment or whatever uh you know astronomical alignment and then there's like a message and it's in like 12 different languages or something and it's about Mm -hmm. calling the population to like 500 million and being good stewards I heard about yeah. this. Now that you say that, I yeah. have heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, this is my <laughs> second trip, uh, but yeah, it was really nice. It was really nice. I Looking was... forward to the culling. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I, I was, uh, I was just kind of done with all the, uh, just the absurd news and the riots and stuff in Atlanta has been crazy. Like the police, yeah, the police stood down, and there was another killing, uh, police killing, and. Whatever. I, I, um, I mean, it, it's a lot. And, and, you know, I think the counter to that is always to say like, yeah, well, you know, you're tired of like hearing in the news, but think about like people that have to like live with this, you know, racism, impression, whatever, every day. And, uh, I think it's a fair point, but Hey, what well, I never claimed to be some kind of like superhero for like handling <laughs> tough times. You know what I mean? It, it is yeah. what it is. You know, every every man's got his breaking point. Um, uh, I uh, I would have gotten out of town too if I heard they were walking off the job. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, and I, uh, I I actually found I don't know if I sent this to you, but I did find um, I don't know who shared it, but uh, a video there and that was um so they were protesting it then that weekend there were like two what you know the media would define as mass shootings i forget exactly how they define it but four people were shot but nobody died so maybe that doesn't count Mm -hmm. but in another one i think nine people were shot and two people died it's actually pretty close to me uh and then um there uh I found another video like I, I haven't even I haven't even seen a report, but I literally saw a video of like a shootout near uh, like basically where, um, you know, one of these uh, 
Jesus, I can't even remember the guy's name in Atlanta. That's like the uh, the biggest. That's the defense. Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Wendy's uh, murder. So they were they were down. I think in that area. That's what we thought it was. Um, you know, some like live streamer, and he was just like, "Oh man, these dudes were coming by like with like AR-15s," uh, and then there was just like a shootout, and mm-hmm. this chick just got shot. Looked like some like little oh, like Antifa girl is shot in the leg. And yeah. they were like, oh, my God, I think you're, you know, the ambulance or whatever. There's, yeah, so of course, somebody was like, call 911. <laughs> like, I think they quit. I don't know, though. Yeah. You can try them. You can try and ring them. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I feel like the uh, Rashad, isn't it Rashad Ferguson? I think that might be his name. The, the guy mm-hmm. that got killed at the Wendy's. I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't remember yeah. his name. Um, so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I've, I feel like we're, we're covering this like a week late, but it is what it is. Yeah. We, we missed, missed a week, but that, you know, whatever. So I, I, uh, I bugged out, uh, went up, um, I did a lot of research on mining Mars, thinking of a new venture, uh, <laughs> thinking of getting out of here. I've been saying that to my family for a few days. I said the first, the first boat out, we're on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm really I, my six year old son is definitely on board, but I think that my wife is uh, starting to get on on board with this now, too. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I think um, this could be a thing. So I don't know how early or how many episodes you you've listened to. But in the earliest episodes, this is kind of what I identified as my niche, my my niche, my niche uh, was. <laughs> You know, like I know more about tech and and science or whatever than basically any other libertarian podcaster talking head. So I figure, you know, and bringing you, you know, doubles the power. Double trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Double trouble. Maybe we should start a new. That'll be the new name. (laughs) (laughs) That's so corny, but it might just work. It is. Feels good. Double trouble. Uh, two science losers talk about economics. Uh, anyway, so, um, but I've had people say that they really enjoyed that stuff. Like I I remember, um, and I've a friend of mine brought this up a bunch of time. He always refers back to it. I was talking about the, um, you know, making diamonds in a lab. There was some article that had come Mm -hmm. up and, uh, and he, he just thought it was really cool because, you know, uh, but anyway, so maybe, uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a little detour, at least in some episodes, talking about uh, space exploration, mining space. Um, I feel oh. yeah, and how that interacts with libertarian philosophy. Yeah, it could be fun. Yeah, Let's and you it. got Elon Musk can be tied yeah. in, and then you know, so that we should that, get him on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely come on. I'm like, bro, we get hundreds of views <laughs> at least. I mean, at least you know, yeah. on a good week. Yeah, so. Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. They're going, I mean, I had no idea they're building this huge thing called a starship that a hundred people will be able to go on. And it's like yeah. coming. It, it's definitely coming. I think they're planning their first uh, trip to Mars in like 2024, something like yeah. that. It'll be just cargo. Um, but I don't know, bananas. I had no idea it was like, you know, maybe I would assume... That means that we're going to send something to the moon, you know, between now and then. So, and this starship, I think is, you know, it's interim thing. I think it's going to fly around the moon and then get may land on the moon. 
Mm-hmm. It's super badass. I know NASA has a plan to return to the moon. I'm not sure. I think that's actually after that. Um, I don't think many people think they're going to make that 2024 date. Yeah. But the coolest thing about the Starship is that they have this new uh, engine design that has been like a known thing for a long time, but everyone thought it couldn't be made to work. This Raptor engine. Yeah, the Raptor. Uh, I'm hearing about it. But uh, but suppose you know he claims that they're getting close to to having it working. I've seen some uh, in the lab. Um, I saw one that I think was a prototype blow up a few weeks ago uh, yeah. outside. So you know that's some progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a bunch about all the uh, all the failures. It's pretty cool for any people that are in like software development to see like he's really well. I guess like agile methodologies actually I think came from Toyota anyway. So it's sort of almost mm-hmm. coming full circle to, but just like very fast and iterative and like you know not trying to like map out the entire you know process from day one but like sort of you know just kind of get to each milestone um but yeah it, it's cool i did see that i found that works very well at my business too yeah. um where th- there are going to be things that you don't plan in the beginning that are the actual problems and you identify them by getting to some kind of prototype um, and then you can address them. And since the, usually the biggest lag time is between identifying and correcting one of those, I'm a big fan of like getting mm-hmm. to that initial implementation like as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I. I my team has got a lot of like pretty recent college grads to you know two years out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, when we you know we're kind of coming up and. Uh, on like on our first the the kind of this team's really first you know sort of public releases and it's like the amount of problems that happened in the last like couple weeks it's like equal to the previous you know six months basically Mm -hmm. like everything it's like yeah so you just want to get it up out there as quickly as possible if there's any way to like get it you know into the like final environment um just do it because like i feel like you get 90 percent of the work done in like the first you know quarter of the time and then the rest of the time is just like trying to like fine-tune and get past you know Mm -hmm. like get an actual you know working product but that you feel confident putting out there yeah yeah yeah. and then even that almost like invariably breaks on Day. <laughs> yeah yeah we have so many tests it still doesn't it's like those damn users somehow, they're always doing yeah. what they're not supposed to yeah and our stuff's all back end like we don't even have to deal okay. with like ux stuff it's still uh um anyway so uh yeah stay tuned for more of double trouble coming up <laughs> maybe that it'll be the segment we'll call it double trouble. <laughs> uh so there's a lot. I mean, so much happened over the last two weeks, and I really should have at least got in there by myself to kind of relieve some of the some of the news pressure. But uh, I mean, I maybe we'll start with yesterday, the rally in Tulsa. Trump opening up his uh, it's the kickoff for his new campaign, uh, and I actually watched the entire uh, speech. He's he was on uh he was up <laughs> and i this I, is a sacrifice okay so if you're listening hat killed some significant fraction of his brain cells for you i gotta say it really so it was pretty entertaining 
I, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it's yeah. going to be that at least. So, and you know, honestly, like that's how I listen to it. So, you know, yeah. I, I know that I think if you're like on CNN or there's like accounts and stuff you can follow that are continually fact checking. And and I feel like I mean that's not what this is about, man. Like, no, that's not what it's a he's show. About. Yeah, he like WWE. His uh, first of all, he, I think he was up there for two hours from eight to ten, <laughs> which is that was pretty impressive. Um, I mean, uh, you know, as far as like political or you know anything tangible, I mean, I would say you know basically as big just goose egg on that. I I, I didn't. There wasn't like anything that really came out that was like policy. I noticed that he almost never even tries to quote any numbers or anything concrete. It's just like one of his big Mm -hmm. takeaway messages was next year, if we win this election, next year is going to be the greatest year in American history. Oh, God. (laughs) Or maybe the best, greatest economy. And he definitely claims that the last year was the best economy. Um, mm. But I, to me, the, the absolute, the highlight was him talking. And this was very long. Like this, out of any like individual topic, this, I, uh, without, I didn't, you know, I wasn't timing it, but it felt like this was the longest. Uh, and it was basically addressing him walking down the ramp at West Point. <laughs> Where they said uh, he kind of was like walking very gingerly and taking these little baby steps. I don't know if you caught any of that. Do you even know what I'm talking I, about? I, I, I saw the clip and I saw people talking about it. And I was like, this looks like someone walking down a ramp that they don't want to fall over. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I don't I didn't I didn't really get it. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it usually is it right. The way I've always feel with this is like you don't have to. To reach to like make you know this guy look bad but yeah. for some reason they keep doing it and remember this is another thing i i was thinking about getting back to um and that i've had people bring up uh the old the format i used to do which was a lot more based off of the news sort of like mm-hmm. kind of yeah, reading through the articles and debunking yeah, yeah. them it's it's pretty fun because it's it's sort of like a test uh because i i wouldn't read them ahead of i would kind of sometimes i pick them out ahead of time but i wouldn't really like read them so mm-hmm. it's sort of like an exercise and like can i like actually like pick this thing apart on the fly and yeah 100 percent. it's so easy it's it's like literally i need no preparation i'm no. sure you don't i mean it's it's unbelievable like how inconsistent these articles on cnn or you know fox too but i, I mean i feel like no not many people at least not many people that i interact with take fox very seriously but i think a lot of people do somehow still take cnn seriously and um, somehow yes yeah un- unbelievable like it, it's unbelievable I mean, how bad it is i mean thinking about that that ramp thing it's like Gerald Ford, he fell down like once on coming off an airplane uh-huh. and like 12 years later, the Simpsons are making fun of it in a joke. So, you know, <laughs> right. if you fall, if you're the president and you fall on your face, everyone's going to remember it and they're going to laugh at you forever. Yeah. So step carefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like basically his point. It was like, you know, I was up there. And at some point, you know, he just sort of like looked at the the ramp and was like, 
Oh man, I'm wearing like his shoes of leather soles and just like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm afraid. Like I'm gonna fall. I can't fall. It looks, you know, <laughs> it's just exactly what you said. I just look so dumb. They will yeah. never let it go. He's like, I gotta get down. And then the other one, um, it he was funny though, man. Like he was like legitimately like funny. He was oh, like, I'm sure, yeah, running back and forth to the the ramp the ramp to his stage and doing something. <laughs> This is actually what grabbed me. I was kind of fading for a while. I was sort of just like looking on my phone and had it playing and wasn't super locked in. But this grabbed me. Like I was, it was like legitimately uh, like an entertaining presentation. And then he started. So also, so they they were saying they thought he might have Parkinson's or something. Um, and then then a second thing from that. Oh, the other thing that was funny is. He is like trending on Twitter, number one or something. He either saw that or his wife said that or something. And he was like, oh, man, like they, they really like liked it because he was like, I thought I knocked it out of the park. Like He's like, I thought it was like this amazing speech. And, you know, we're back and I saluted all the cadets and they did all this stuff, you know, and then I'm trending number one. And she's like, oh, no, they, they're saying they think you have Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "What? <laughs> uh, this is seriously good." It was like, dude, it's the most like kind of like human I've ever felt like connection yeah. to him. And then he was talking about drinking the water. So then it didn't end there. Then they doubled down and were making about the way he drinks water, which legitimately, I uh, after I saw that, it's like, dude, just like don't drink water in public. Like if it's 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 like a weird thing. I don't know. He, he just gets this weird. It's like he can't, like, he's so afraid to spill it. Well, that was his whole point. He's like, I don't want to still die. And, like, he's like, if you get water on it, it's kind of messed up forever. And so I had this, and the cup was, like, kind of small. So it was sort of, like, weird his hands. And then he's like, and then I just, like, put my hand under it in case, like, some water dripped out. And I I would catch it so it wouldn't be on the tie. And and then his, like, big moment was he picked up a glass of water and drank from it and everybody <laughs> cheered he drank yeah. from it with one hand and everybody cheered and then he threw it off to the side of the stage <laughs> so he's anyway a, yeah he's got a bright future in stand-up comedy right exactly politics doesn't work out i don't know like dude i don't know what he's really talking about like but uh well, that water thing—that's the same thing that happened to Rubio when he was when he was running. He got made fun of, or it was like a reaction to like a State of the Union address. You, there's an old clip of it. You can see he he picks up his water really weird and is like staring at the camera while trying to drink it, and everyone made fun of him for days. So <laughs> you you cannot eat or drink on camera Dude, and not look don't. like a fool. Exactly. I mean, just don't. And I like I have that self awareness. Yeah. Right. And I'm not like a public figure, but there mm-hmm. are times where I am, where I feel like there are eyes on me and I'm very conscious of eating or drinking. <laughs> Maybe because I just feel like a fat guy or something, but even, <laughs> you know, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there's another side of it that's sort of, if you watched any of the Oceans movies, Oceans 11, 12, 13. Yeah. So I saw at least the first two. So uh, Brad Pitt's character. At almost like probably 95% of the time that he's on screen, he's eating. 
That's like yes, his little shit. Yes. So, but so you can see it can kind of be like an alpha move, but I feel like you yeah. need that kind of like Brad Pitt, you know, aura about yourself. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. you know, boom, like you're, you're yeah. really owning it because you're just like eating, you know, just like a, a gorging yourself and you don't even care. I feel like that's right. like another level, but maybe I'm not, you know. Oh, yeah, but you only there. get one take in real life, so. <laughs> very Brad Pitt spills point. a pickle on himself. It's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So, I you know honestly, uh, I would say it's like basically my takeaway. Oh it, well, I, I'm not sure. I thought you said you saw something. I don't know if you have any comments about the actual uh, rally or speech itself. I saw him make a joke about the stock market and he was saying like, oh, how under Trump, you know, the stock market's done really well. And he had this joke about like a husband looking good in front of his wife or doing well in stocks. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like in my mind, all I could think of was the Fed has pumped seven trillion (laughs) dollars into its balance sheet in the last like eight months. Yeah. Anyone would look good. (laughs) Yeah, it's. That I mean, that was like the whole thing. I mean, and to me, like the war stuff, I I'm impressed that he hasn't started another war. So I kind of give him. I mean, that's a very yeah. very low bar. But when's the last president that has not started a new war? Would it be like mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter? I guess you know. Yeah. At least I'm talking. I'm including these like crazy like CIA you know wars in. South America, Central America as well. Like, you know, Reagan yeah. really did a lot of that. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe there were wars under Jimmy Carter that. Well, he tried like, to get the hostages out of Iran and that failed. So that wasn't really a war, but yeah, it was a, it was a move. Uh, well, but we, they, we don't need any help starting more wars because it looks like, uh, you know, tensions are heating up between yeah. China and India, which is a hundred percent nightmare fuel. <laughs> And, uh, and and Egypt and Tur- Egypt oh and Turkey might be about to go to war. Oh, if I, you can believe it, I I do believe it. And I was looking on uh, e- oh Egypt and Tur- Egypt and Turkey. So antiwar.com, so, One of their headlines is Turkey kills fifteen civilians in Syria and five civilians that's in Iraq. Separate. Turkey is also doing things there. So what's happening oh in, in in Libya is there are two factions uh, basically been fighting for control of the country since basically since we took out Gaddafi. Um, one of these factions is backed by Turkey and the other one is backed by Egypt. Uh, the one backed by Egypt was pushed out of Tripoli uh, very recently. And uh, there's another major city. It begins with an S. I don't remember its name right now, where Egypt said if the other sides forces approach that they will declare they will consider it an act of war against them and enter the enter libya so i don't know what's going to happen but we could have a shooting war between turkey and egypt you know in in libya Libya. yeah Yeah. that's kind of like a u.s russia but in afghanistan type of thing well i guess but it'll actually be their troops it won't be Uh, Yes, I mean it's a, that's what that's what Egypt is implying. Whether or not they follow through, I, I don't think anyone knows at this point. But it seems like a very serious situation. Um, yeah, because I mean it's basically a stalemate. If if Egypt's, I mean e- either it's a complete stalemate or Egypt enters the war and Turkey enters the war, and then 
whatever happens in Libya will be up to those two armies because Libya doesn't have forces of its own to no. any significant extent. These two factions are big, but they're nothing compared with Egypt and Turkey. Libya has slaves, um, though, so they could maybe make a, it's like a slave army. I, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I, I, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But then, of course, and then in China and India, uh, I mean, those guys, they were ha- their soldiers were having a literal, a literal fist fight with like clubs and right. knives and fists because they agreed to not use guns against each other. <laughs> and so their armies of some of the most powerful nuclear weapon armed countries that were fighting with clubs. It's insane, man. And and North Korea uh, kind of getting getting a little froggy up there with South Korea. They they blew up yeah. a building on their own land, but I guess it yep. was like symbolic because it's where they met. I thought that was really crazy. Um, yeah, blow, yeah, that's right. The building that they meet with for diplomacy in uh, with South Korea, it's on North Korean land. South Korea built it for them, and they blew up their own building. Yeah. <laughs> we'll show you. Yeah, it's like, look, man, nobody needs proof. We know you're crazy. Like, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, just looking a little bit through, um, I am on armedforces.eu. Uh, you can compare military. Uh, sizes and stuff so egypt and turkey active personnel egypt 438,000 turkey 686,000 we'll say reserve another almost 500,000 in egypt and about 400,000 in turkey so a little bit more you know a little bit more active but uh, when they say available for military you've got it it's like almost double egypt 41 million so i'm assuming Mm -hmm. it's just referring to their population i yeah it seems very high though there's 41 million like men fighting age or i guess maybe they also include men and women now i don't i don't know how many what the population is of egypt i mean i would have yeah. guessed it high but i wouldn't have thought it was quite that high but maybe it is oh yeah 89 89 million turkeys 79 million for some reason there's only 21 million available in turkey even though they're relatively similar there's like 10 million more people in in egypt this maybe they're be, older this may be like one of the first like evenly matched wars in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, not. I, so, I don't know if it's going to happen. I would love to. I mean, they both they both have fairly strong militaries. They both have modern equipment. So I don't know. Yeah, India, China. I'm just seeing if there's uh, India, China. Man, I mean, antiwar.com is really asleep at the wheel here they don't have anything on so they normally have links to things like they have a uh a section that's like india china you know so there's there's links to you so you can they kind of keep those at the bottom there so you can see the latest there's like a yemen one iran you know yada yada but there's uh nothing about this conflict here so i don't know it's very new, so we'll have to see what happens in the next few days. You got your finger on the pulse. Yep. Uh, all right. So, other besides like the content um, of the Trump rally. Oh God, dude! No, there was another one that was really so. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know, man. It's like the the most levity I've had regarding politics or you know anything like that in months and months you know mm-hmm. uh so when he was taught that guy he was talking to i think he was like actually a heckler <laughs> <laughs> and he like later came back to him it was like even you 
Mike, turn around and vote for me when you see what happens with your 401k or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and he only told this other like really long story about negotiating with Boeing for Air Force One. And uh, he was <laughs> it was really protracted. It was coming down. They they were like, we can do it for like five point, you know, eight million. And he said, no, you know, I, it's got to have a three in front of it. That's what he said. And they were just like. <laughs> no like we can't and and then like they came back whatever and the general had set it up and they were like no you know they, they won't budge or whatever and he's like all right we'll just like cancel the deal and he's like okay and then apparently can't there's a cancel clause that they have to pay boeing 250 million dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was like paying so he's like so if they don't build it you know 250 million he's like that's that's bad he's like so i said just tell them we don't want to do it, but don't sign anything. Just tell them we're not doing it. <laughs> and he's just strung them along with this. And he's like, look, I'm not going to do it. It's going to be three, you know, you got to have a three in front. And he kept just back and forth and back. And then at some point, he was, he like, uh, the guy was like, okay, we can do it for 4.8. And he says, no, you dumb bastard. I said it has to have a three in front. It's like, what? <laughs> and like, Two minutes before he was talking about Boeing may be the greatest company in America. <laughs> These guys know uh, you dumb bastard or stupid bastard or something like that. I was like, wow. And nobody jumped on that. What everybody jumped on was he was saying about, oh, you know, this virus it has so many names. And he's like, you know, Kung Flu. <laughs> So they were killing him for being racist and the crowd because they said the crowd cheered and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They, uh, you know, got that um, at that in there. But so <clears throat> that was all the real content takeaways for me, I think. The other thing was the kind of attendance and then also somewhat interrelated the COVID-19 impact or, you know, the hysteria around it, um, you know, given uh, the current climate, it seems like the media is a little bit turning their attention back to it. Uh, but yes, there was something like some apparently like K-pop people or something did some big internet, you know, viral thing to like buy it or, or to reserve tickets. So, Apparently, the Trump campaign thought there was like a million people had reserved tickets and way less than that. They didn't even fill up the actual auditorium. I mean, there were a lot of people in there, but the like, I think it's a 19,000 seat. It is. Yeah. You know, so maybe there was 10,000 people in it or something. 6,200 says the fire department. Oh, uh, that seems I mean, just from looking at it, maybe the 19,000 includes floor seating then. Uh, because the whole mm. like bottom bowl was like full. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, so 6,200, whatever. Uh, but so, you know, people are getting really crazy about that saying like hot, you know, everybody else to make fun of them saying that, you know, oh, like they're, they like, as if like, this is the proof that he has no like support. It's like. He won the fucking election last time. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, you think, I, I mean, I guess, I guess there probably are people, you know, that have like, you know, left his, uh, his camp, you know, voters or whatever. Cause he's a, you know, he just, he is what he is. It's the wild card. 
Um, it's just it's just laziness. Like, there's no way you can look at a single event like this and make some statement about the way the election is going to turn out. Yeah. It's yeah. just these guys have to fill airtime so they run their mouth. It's like, what difference does it make? Yeah. It's one event. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's it's super annoying. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, we, they had this, you know, they had it all but like declared Hillary president and you know, she wound up losing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that's like, I guess, uh, you know, I don't feel, I, I mean, I guess if I had to bet, I would bet on Biden, but God, when I say that it, if he doesn't debate, maybe, I don't know. What's going to happen? <laughs> I don't, I, it's, I, it's saying no one knows what's going to happen, but every time I see Biden, he looks like he is about to make a huge mistake with his speech. Yeah. Like I, I, he has had the luxury of not having to speak in public hardly at all so far. And I feel like if he had, when he has to go up and talk in large amounts, he could just put his foot in his mouth. Yeah. So, and that could wind up mattering because supposedly the debates do matter and they do they do change people's votes. Um, so, yeah. yeah I'm, again, I, I'm, I'm not good at making these predictions. Uh, I'm just going on the fact that, you know, I, I'm not talking about policy either. But all I can say is that Trump looks fairly energetic. And every time I see Biden, it's not so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I I mean, it, I think that his best move is to not debate trump and just say oh he's you know a joke or whatever yeah I, I feel like there's no possible way a debate works out for him um especially just especially after last night because honestly even after all these years i really haven't paid much attention to anything that trump says or i've never listened to a speech before ever like not 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 like that i didn't like sit there and listen yeah. to it um and like, yeah, I mean, they're not going to tell you what he's going to do next. It's not guides to policy because there isn't really a policy. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> if you're going to watch it, it's for entertainment value only. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I can't even imagine. Uh, a buddy of mine pointed out he was saying, like, you know, uh, on YouTube, the last couple of days, every ad that I see is the same Biden, uh, yeah. Biden ad. And he was like, he even stumbles on his words in the ad. I noticed that. I was been on YouTube the last few days, and I saw the same ad. And uh, it seemed very, very strange to me that they put that ad up there with him stumbling in it. Yeah. What, it's weird. Like, Did you see this ad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a minor, like, verbal, like, tick. But right. it's not something that you would usually see. Right, right. Yeah, it's like In you're saying with, with Brad Pitt eating, right? You can just do as yeah. many takes as you want. I mean, you yeah. would assume that event. I mean, that's the best take. That's the assumption. <laughs> it's like Biden did a bunch of takes. I remember there's um, this was like from the con more of my like hardcore conspiracy days. 
there's this video of Bill Clinton like doing all these like recordings and stuff, and he just looks like a zombie. And that's kind of like the whole point is he's like a mind control, you know, slave. By uh, it's definitely true. You should look into it. Um, but I don't know if it's aliens or exactly who, but uh, it's some some you know bad hombres for sure. And oh, okay. he just like sits there, almost like he's just a robot, like shut down, and then mm-hmm. he'll just like turn on and start recording these things. It's it's actually kind of creepy. Like it 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 actually kind of gave me chills a little bit. It looked really weird, but I mean, I don't know what these dudes are dealing with, right? I mean, the uh, presidential candidate. I mean, they're, they're probably going like you know twenty hours a day, just day after day after day. I mean, they they actually might be you know borderline actual zombies um but yeah it was uh i you know i could see um i just imagine them trying to do this with biden and it would just be a nightmare like bill clinton seemed like pretty bright you know what i mean he like, was yeah and he was much younger a lot more energy like i felt like he could withstand doing this like biden it's just like they're trying to get like three sentences out of him i know <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, it's uh, that. So that's that's the biggest thing in Trump's favor is that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that they they came up with that dude, and there's yeah. no. I mean, after all, like all of the the I don't know how many countless hours and hours and hours of media coverage, just browbeating us about, you know the patriarchy and white men and blah 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 like how bad everything is and that's who they choose that's who they wind up with like how do you pick yeah. a white guy an old one because the actual democrat even the voters in the democratic party are going to pick the person they think is most likely to win or seems most reasonable to them and all the other candidates were running for the president of twitter not the united yeah. states <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to, I mean, except for Bernie, right? Bernie, but Bernie's got, you know, Bernie's his not, own person. So, yeah. So you know. that he, he would have to almost do like a Trump type of thing, like just power his way in. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and he almost, yeah, he almost did it to, he did. He was very close. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, I, I actually don't really remember the details of, of all the, nefarious stuff besides cnn giving hillary the cl- uh the questions mm. before the debates which obviously is terrible uh but i i feel like there were other things too weird stuff at the conventions that so whatever that that basically gave hillary the nomination but i remember bernie getting pretty screwed on that mm-hmm. um but yeah he uh, yes yes but ultimately like he has i think like a, a certain number of people who really like him Mm-hmm. and a larger number that just don't like what he's offering. And you can blame every conspiracy theory up, down, and sideways, but if people don't want that much of a socialist candidate, then they're not going to vote for Bernie. Yeah. Well, that's if you believe that it was actually the votes. You know? I, I don't yes. know. But anyway, I obviously don't have enough recollection uh, of all that. I do, and that's why Biden won this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it, consistent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, so where were we at here? We we're, we're try let's backtrack back into the rally and um COVID-19, 6200 people. So, couple of things. I mean, 
I mean, maybe we just don't even have to to talk about. It. Obviously, the insane hypocrisy of the media only covering that people went to the beach and that people went to the Trump rally and that like twenty people or whatever protested the lockdowns and ignoring the biggest riots in American history. Uh, yeah, that that you know that aside, the unbelievably frustrating. But I do think that there's some interesting or you know. Uh, a little smoke to this 6200 people this is the most people that have really been in an inside event right i think since mm-hmm. like lockdowns and i think it's pretty much throughout the world like even places that haven't had like lockdowns they haven't had thousands of people in in an arena the yeah, other I don't thing think so. yeah uh, and the other thing is so i mean just but i mean bars are bars are packed in a bunch of cities yes. that are open yeah. so like if you aggregated overall like the bars in boston and the ones in like Mich- in like michigan in the college towns and stuff like that you could get up to this number easy yeah yes yeah yeah i uh, agreed i was watching um a bunch of live streams actually that night that there was a shooting on a street called Edgewood in Atlanta. And it was outrageous. I mean, it's literally crazier than I've ever seen it. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's been, I'm a little, I'm a few years out of like at all joining in the nightlife really in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, But I'm not as far as you might think. Uh, But uh, it's been <laughs> Pat's still cool, everyone. Right, he just wants I'm you to cool, know, <laughs> right? I mean, I could go down there. I'm saying, you know what I mean? Shake my tail feather. And uh, I'm so tired, I could go down there. Right? Yeah. It just it's like eleven, eleven thirty, and it's just like, damn, man, like it's really tired. And and I know, like, people don't really start going there till midnight. And it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of in bed. Sometimes in bed before eleven. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, but yeah, there's all these live streams. Uh, you can go on Snapchat and just like click on an area. Uh, it'll show mm. like a little heat map. And it's just people's Snapchats from that area. They post them live. And so you can just see like a continuous stream of what's going on in Edgewood. And yeah, I mean, the streets was like all these cars. Like it was like, a you know, kind of like car show, not drag racing, but just, you know, with their ground effects and loud stairs and everything and people outside like dancing on the cars i don't know it's you know it's a thing and uh and people all over the place and then like when there were people inside yeah it was just like regular clubs like regular fucking people dancing on each other crowded in there just like damn man they don't give a fuck uh and yeah so that's never mentioned um as as a problem and yeah i would absolutely agree in aggregate and i don't think that the edgewood district of atlanta is very different than that district in like every other city and there's other areas in atlanta like it's not like that's the only place that people party that's like one sort of small area you know it's like just one neighborhood five blocks or something you know there's Mm -hmm. there's tons of other places and you know edgewood's actually kind of um, you do tend to be outside a lot and the clubs are more like bars and sort of smaller anyway, you know, but there's definitely okay. like huge clubs in Atlanta. Um, that I assume are the same, you know, the same idea. Uh, I think the one thing that struck me is I, you know, just by, by eyeballing it up, there is a good amount of older folks at this Trump rally. 
I thought that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, like, Grant, I mean, I feel like if you're pretty much in there and you don't really touch anybody, I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of people shouting inside. So. Ah, I yeah. Mean, the risk, They're not being the quiet. Risk fact, the risk factor is there, especially if people aren't wearing masks. They're yelling. They're shouting. They're sweating on each other. But, you know, mostly they're endangering themselves. So, you know, you have to respect people's decisions to some extent, you know? And I, uh, oh, yeah. I, under- I understand the argument that, oh, you know, you're putting other people at risk. It's like, yeah, that is true. But you can use that logic to justify just about any like restriction on people. And so, yeah, I heard somebody I, using I, it for the war on drugs uh, the other day. <laughs> Oh, of course, of course. And that's how uh, alcohol prohibition was passed. You know, it was people saying like, oh, it's these husbands going out to the saloons and they would come home and they would, you know, spend the family's money and they would they would, you know, hit their wives and mistreat their families. It's like that's always the argument. Um, And it's not like there's nothing to that. I mean, it seems like it's the case that alcoholism did go down during prohibition, but we don't. We don't make that primary like we we grant people the right to make their own mistakes in this country and right. always have. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I this would be a, this would be a good future episode to, to look at prohibition and repealing it in different on with different substances you know, around the mm-hmm. world and and uh, the results of it. It's something that um, I've kind of really just skimmed over. Uh, I feel like on just such a basic moral principle i believe that all drugs should be legal that i yeah. I, I i tend to like not really look for firepower for it because it's not really where i'm trying to make the that's right you know because it's like hey i i believe that like drinking lead paint should be legal and you can't argue that that's mm-hmm. a good thing <laughs> you know like i'm yeah. not you just you just die but uh, whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, and the people are going to be sad that are around you. But I mean, you know, first and foremost, you're able to do what you want with your life and your body. And then how it affects, you know, how what you do with your body affects somebody else. I feel like it's somewhat secondary as long as you're not aggressing on them in a like physical way or threatening. Right. Way. If the drink makes you literally explode and <laughs> yeah. you take out three other people, yeah. <laughs> there's right. a difference there. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then basically, you know, there's always <laughs> going to be this issue of, uh, is your consent to consume it informed? Like, do you have right. the facts or are the facts available? Because, you know, if I told you have some orange juice and it was rat poison, you know, you're a murderer. That's not the same <laughs> as you deciding to drink rat right, poison. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, anyway, so uh, we could do a whole episode on that. Easy, right. easy. But I think you should be allowed to get coronavirus if you want it. <laughs> yeah, or at least take do high risk activities. You know, look, I there's don't... a lot more high risk activities uh, than getting coronavirus. You know, so right, hey, right, driving a car. So the argument really has to be uh, driving car is not really, but it's unless you drive like a lot all the time. It is still risky. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, Um, I mean, all those people listening, if they're in Atlanta, I mean, people not during, you know, the lockdown, but people are driving. I know a lot of people that drive hours every day. People are driving extra crazy, too, with not so many people on the road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're also out of practice. I don't know if you've had that. I don't know how much you've been like actually just purely locked down i went 
upwards of like a week to two weeks with literally not even starting my car during this time and that was like regularly be a week because mm. i have friends in the neighborhood so we would have like a fire at night and like smoke cigars and i worked from home i would just get instacart to deliver my groceries and just do stuff around the house you know when i started driving i mean i felt kind of out of practice for a little bit it was weird <laughs> i felt like i would lose i would actually like lose concentration it's like my brain needed to remember like no this is like vitally important you stay on this task you cannot like look over at that storefront over there to see like oh are they open yet are they yeah it's just, it was weird it's like my mind would wander but, but I'm that's better. easy to believe yeah, yeah. i mean you <clears throat> can forget fast and it's a very if you break it down there's a lot that's going on when you're driving and you need to concentrate so yeah, yeah. so we yeah. do believe that we, you know, we say a, a lot of stuff, but you should concentrate when you drive your car. That's a message from Double yes. Trouble. That's, see, yes. It's a steep thousand by. pound thing bombing down the road at <laughs> 60 MPH. Yeah. Probably make sure there's nothing in front of you. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh man, like we aren't even talking, we're pushing almost an hour. Uh, anyway, well, like 45 minutes or so. So, um. The questions that I've been having around this, and oh my God, we're not even going to get to like a quarter of what I wanted to talk about, but whatever. Um, I think this is the, this is probably the big thing. I think people are pretty fucking tired of hearing about like racism on whatever side of it you, you have. Like it's a, it's like every, every episode of everything I see and I turn on the TV or whatever. I know. That. So we can maybe punt on racism for uh for an episode but other people have got it covered yeah 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 i yeah i don't know that i have like really much to to add um but i think in the area of covid-19 uh double trouble does have a bit to say that we don't always yeah. hear in other places so there okay so we're talking about them maybe you know older people but uh that, that could be a, a source of some increase. But there are fears that there is a second wave coming. And yeah. I, kind of two questions. One is, as you look at the various statistics, sort of daily, you know, deaths, hospitalizations, I heard you, uh, I saw you mention on Twitter, um, yeah. tests versus, uh, cases versus tests. There's that. Mm -hmm. There's also something I heard, a little little juicy nugget, that was the original paper. I think it was the paper um, that sort of predicted the really bad scenario with the model that had hundreds of parameters that we had talked about before. Uh, yes. I forget that guy's name. Imperial College, uh, Neil something. Yeah. And this guy, I think, was like removed from whatever coronavirus task force he was on or something. Um but yes. what I heard was, so I, I would assume he ran different scenarios and he tried to sort of simulate a lockdown versus not a lockdown. And the lockdown act scenario actually has a much worse second wave because there is no herd immunity right. or in his simulations, right. which makes sense. And I feel like that's something that uh, I haven't really expressed or considered as like a danger here like yeah okay so you know 
herd immunity is the only way out, right? No matter what, whether it's vaccines or just through people getting it, there's there's no mm-hmm. and or the disease just magically just disappears or commit suicide or something. Um, well, it, it, you know, in principle, you get it down low enough that it doesn't transmit anymore and it goes away that way. But I don't, I don't know of any diseases that have been eradicated in that way. Like that people, like if everybody literally never saw anyone else, then everybody who had it right now would get it. They would either die or recover and it would be gone. Right. If you didn't have to eat anything, you know? So in principle, that's possible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, right. So yeah. In a, in a theoretical, like a a purely Mm. theoretical construct there, there would be another Avenue, but humans have to interact it's literally yes. like we would all like die or whatever <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like nuclear power plants would melt down like i, I mean yes. it's not you know there's stuff that that we have to do you have to get food you know nobody has a lot of food supplies or you know very mm-hmm. few people um so right. there's no possible way um but yeah yeah i could imagine that in that scenario it, it uh you know you wait whatever two months or something and then uh mm-hmm. <clears throat> theoretically be gone unless somebody goes right out and eats another bat and then we're done <laughs> yeah, another bat suit and then starts it up again right so uh yeah i i think the thing that possibly um uh, i didn't really think a ton about uh that just didn't really visualize is the path wait this opening up yeah we're not at herd immunity I'm really. I'm going to be piling up some questions here. So, <laughs> the other yeah. one is a uh, was a, like listening. where how are do we know are we anywhere near herd immunity or not, and that the, well, the path to herd immunity is not a happy path unless we really fucking lock down old people and people that are high risk. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's gonna you know the path to it is is, is rough. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say. I mean, the the places that were hit absolutely the hardest, like New York and New Jersey, haven't really opened back up yet. If and we've seen from the places that have opened up that didn't have uh, an initial big outbreak, it's taken a very long time until now where I think there is some evidence of a possible like new set of outbreaks occurring. So it's going to be very hard to to see this until places like new york open up again uh once they do then you'll have to wait like at least another month before you can say these places because it may be the case that some place that got hit really hard like new york city is at effective some level of effective herd immunity already yeah but you don't know you don't know that for sure until you open back up i mean the seroprevalence that measurements they got in new york were on the order of 20 percent, but that was like a while ago now Cases went down a lot after that, but how high is that number really? It's hard to say. And how how high does it need to be before the virus can effectively transmit? Um, yeah. So it's it's something that's hard to give like a hard and fast answer to. I mean, in theory, you could stay locked down until there is a vaccine. That's what some people have begun pushing, but that was never in the plan originally and it seems completely infeasible to me as well right it's there they they try to and so this is another thing that i hear sometimes is people are saying oh well yeah but are the antibodies like are 
can you still get it again? You know, that's another question I get. Like, just because you had it, can you get it again? And, you know, I, I'm just like, I don't know that they have any cases of people getting it twice. And, and I mean, I would think that unless that was true for other coronaviruses, it, you know, maybe it's not probably not something that you would expect. There, there, you would probably have seen some people who are listening probably have seen articles about this. The number of cases is like measured on the fingers on your hand at this point where they've mm -hmm. seen this. And it's a question whether or not maybe an earlier test was a false positive and then later they actually got it. It's not that kind of thing. It's hard yeah. to be sure with how there aren't, and there certainly have not been enough cases where people were like documented had it with symptoms and then got it again to say that that's the case yeah. and it would be very unusual for over such a short period of time for immunity not to convey uh it probably is the case that if you had a very weak case your antibodies might not be as prevalent as someone who had a very severe case and this is a possible problem with the seroprevalence studies earlier so if they get 20 percent but they were calibrating their uh, sensitivity of those tests against people who had severe cases, as I've seen. Mm -hmm. Then it's possible there are people who got it, didn't have a severe case, have enough antibodies for immunity, but it's below the threshold of the test. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason those tests could be biased downward. Uh, okay. It's, it's basically anybody who tells you they're sh completely sure what's going on is blowing smoke. But what yeah. I can say is this, no place that has had a severe outbreak has had a second wave yet. Mm -hmm. And you also only, never hear this brought up when they're talking about vaccines as well, which, I mean, at the end of the day, does the vaccine just produce the antibodies? Like if it worked, like if we had a theoretically working vaccine or is this some sort of like weird, I, I've heard it's like, a, what, what do they call it? Like an mRNA vaccine or something that they've been working on? I, I don't know as much about the vaccine technologies, so I can't, I don't know the, the, like what the way that your body responds to a vaccine isn't exactly the way it responds to like the disease coming in. And that's yeah. part of the reason why it's safer because part of what makes COVID so bad is your body in a way overreacting to the presence of the virus. And if it reacted the same way to the vaccine, it would be fairly unsafe. So I know that it's different, but I don't know the details of that. So I don't feel confident in speaking to them. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so yeah. Oh, it, another thing is, is there any idea? Because I know you had mentioned before that there was at least some data suggesting possibly that exposure to SARS, uh, the the old one, actually yeah. <laughs> kept you immune to this. So how? I mean, and how long the antibodies hang around? How long are they useful? The any. The antibodies go away, uh, but you have uh, – there is more than one way in which your body can be uh, immune to something. And basically, I I'm kind of speaking at the edge of my knowledge here, but mm -hmm. the antibodies go away after a period measured in a couple months. And then you have – I believe what happens later is you have a stronger uh, T-cell response uh, which fights the infection later on. Is it? And so it, it, go ahead. I was gonna say, isn't this somehow related, this process related to then the, the technology that of CRISPR, where they actually like snip, like your cells like actually snip off DNA from the disease and keep it sort of now it becomes part of your like DNA, which is then sort of used as matching 
So that I, I have, I have read something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not CRISPR in the sense that CRISPR is like a specific like protein for doing cutting, but mm. I do think that it uses some part of the virus, uh, the viral RNA in the immune response, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. I, st- I remember learning about the CRISPR stuff. I think it was the coolest mm. thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty magical. Um, Cool. Well, so that's, so, that's so what I said. So, but there's possible like big outbreaks starting in uh, Arizona, South Carolina, and maybe Texas. Okay. And I'm Florida. basing that not. Um, Florida is a little bit harder. So, what I tried to do is stay away from uh, the, the what people are talking about number of cases, uh, just because it, it's hard to know. There's a lot of issues that come in when you're talking about testing. Like some states, all of the negatives aren't being properly reported. Some states, they're lumping in antibodies with uh, some states. Testing is ramping up quickly. So there's always going to be some loophole that someone will say, oh, the new ca- new cases aren't indicative. But when hospitalizations go up, I become more confident that there's a new outbreak. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida didn't have great hospitalization data. But I think I read something even today that the governor, uh, DeSantis, is saying that he believes there is like a new outbreak coming out and that it isn't just reflective of like new testing. But but and this is the hopeful part, even though we're seeing some hospitalization go up, uh, deaths haven't gone up yet. And this could be just a lag. But it is also the case that in many of these states seeing the new outbreak, the average age of the person getting a positive test has dropped a lot, like over like 15, over 15 years. And because it's so much less deadly to younger people. This might mean that while we'll see many more cases and maybe more hospitalized that for whatever reason, we might not see the deaths. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at Texas, they actually did. They do seem to show a bit of a spike. I mean, you're, you're down yeah. in small enough numbers, uh, even in deaths, you know, you can see the numbers are small enough that it's, 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 it's pretty hard. I mean, you can throw this like moving average, and it's going yes. up, but it's it's a uh, it's definitely gone up. It's like twenty nine or thirty, and it was it had gotten as low as twenty a couple of times over the last month about right. about since Memorial Day weekend. So, but there's a lot of noise in that. That's why like, yeah, I yeah. tend a not to talk about that. That's the ho- but the hospitalization numbers are like well above the noise. Like it was kind of flat. Oh, okay. The daily, ho- the daily hospitalized at like 1,700 mm-hmm. uh, currently hospitalized, and now it's up to 3,200. It spiked just over like a week and a half. So it's a very significant jump. Yeah. Um, and, and the positive rate is also up, which is a good indicator. I There are some arguments people have made why the positive number would be up. Uh, like people are trying to explain away the hospitalized jump by saying – Hospitals are opening back up. People are coming in for more routine work, and they're doing a, a test then, and they're coming with COVID. But So they're hospitalized with COVID, but it's not indicating that they're having like a severe reaction. Hmm. But if that was the driver, then you wouldn't see the fraction of tests coming back positive being high because if you assume that people coming in for like common surgery are representative of the average population, then the percentage that are positive shouldn't be any higher than the general population, which should be low. Uh, in a few percent at most. Um, so, so that's why I think the hospitalization data is compelling. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting, um, with, a like a state like Georgia, I'm looking at today, it's 
So it's 940. So I, I could always go to that world, worldometers.info. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do, an, and they're starting to even break it out by state in some places, which is nice. I had actually found a site that tracked each state, like I individually. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's yeah, very I good. Send yeah. me a link. It's like, I, uh, it was great. And then I, I searched, I spent like literally two hours trying to find it again. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't find it in my history. It was like, did I just like imagine this thing existed? Um, you definitely did not imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, yeah, it, it was really nice. And, you know, I wanted to see like the deaths per day. I don't know if hospitalizations are in there, but that would be cool. Uh, I, that site that you're thinking of doesn't have great, but I have another one uh, for you. And you can put these both just in the show notes. So, okay. That first one is yeah. a good one. Then you click on states and it has it for each one. So so you look at, um, you know, and then, I mean, something uh, I I was uh, talking to somebody about today was still the mystery of why, you know, why is it so different from state to state? And um, I mean, like I'm looking at Georgia, uh, Georgia mm-hmm. had, six deaths yesterday they're reporting one today i mean yes. georgia was that, like opened up before anybody we were the first state that quote unquote opened up now whether the people yeah. actually opened up i don't know because still you go around and lots of restaurants aren't open but you go to edgewood on saturday night it's wide open so um you know and then you have texas now now i mean maybe you're gonna say okay well that that's where people go for Memorial Day weekend or something like that. And so you could blame it all on that. I, you know, again, it's sort of ignoring the riots that were an entire country. You know, we're, yes. you know, three weeks out now from the riots. So, yes. you know, you would. They're a plausible, they're a plausible reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and we're not you're seeing. Never gonna, go ahead. I was just saying, but we're not seeing it in Georgia, you know, and then, you know, and then it always comes back to then why, and why was New York so bad in the Northeast? Maybe it was like a trickle down and maybe it was just, I don't know, literally bringing people back into the nursing homes and stuff. Like maybe they're like, maybe these other States like Georgia and other States that didn't get hit as bad. Maybe they actually protected their like elderly population better, or I don't know. For, for the deaths, that's possible. I mean, New York State is still reporting that it doesn't have like as high of nursing home deaths as other states, but there have been a lot of accusations that they're fudging the data and treating people who like were taken from a nursing home but died in a hospital as not being a nursing home death. And so you can't take all the data at face value without knowing some of these details. Um, in New Jersey, 12% of all people in nursing homes supposedly died from COVID. Like the entire population of nursing homes in New Jersey, 12% were killed. Jesus Christ. Yes. Wow. And I, and, and that doesn't count all people. And I had two people in my uh, extended family uh, who had uh, elders who were in uh, nursing homes who got COVID and didn't die from it but later uh, died of other causes, but mm. people in their family attribute it partially to seeing so many of their friends go to the environment being one where they couldn't yeah. see their, their relatives, you know, and it just being like not as fun to go on for those people. So it's extremely serious. Illinois is really um, interesting. 
Let's see. Illinois had a crazy drop in cases for some reason. I mean, like a Mm. discontinuity. So I don't know what happened there. Um, But they're actually, so they're reporting some of the highest. uh, I feel maybe yesterday they were. Let's look at yesterday. Their second highest uh, death total to California. But if you look, mm. their cases and deaths and everything is way down. Yeah, um, and their positively the, their test positivity rate is also very low. Um, but you know, if you're in Illinois, you got to worry about being hit by a bullet in Chicago. So right, right, yeah, 45. which you know, as I sent I sent you that information where it was like the deadliest day in Chicago in in sixty years. So yeah. crazy. Um, so anyway, in summary, I I think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if I had to guess, you know, <clears throat> you will see an increase in cases. Oh, another another interesting thing is, I guess the summer is not reducing, like it's not killing the virus. It's pretty not hot in Texas right now, yet. right? I yep. mean, Texas is yep. hot. <laughs> yep. And if this is real, then, um, but I, honestly, I almost feel like it's all for the better. Like I, I feel like. We should just go out and just just deal with it. Like, there's no nice way to get through this. Um, and I, think- and, I mean, that all hinges on how long you think it would be until we have, like, a working vaccine that can be distributed to a large number of people, a safe one uh, yeah. that works. And I, you know, if you have a lower belief in that, then, yeah, it is better that these young people go out and go to the clubs and the bars and all get it. Because if there was some magical way to wave a wand where a very huge number of young people all got it at once, but we could keep it away from the people over 65, that would be great mm-hmm. because it isn't that dangerous to them. And it would take the thing out of circulation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it seems like the, uh, the, the Memorial day weekenders, most of the rioters, mm-hmm. you just can't have Trump rallies really. That's not going to work. <laughs> Sorry. No, the, the age demographics are not as favorable. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, I think like people always get worried about that. Like, oh, my God. Like once, you know, once the, uh, the these elderly people start to die, when, you know, and, and the, you know, the Republicans are going to be sunk. And it's like, nah, I think people just keep, keep becoming Republicans as they get older. <laughs> I think that's what happens. You just like the the Democrats just seem like kind of crazy and like weird and young. You know what I mean? Like I I I think that like they've always sort of skewed old, and it's just like a window over an age yes. bracket that like as you pass into it, something happens to you, <laughs> and something like, happens. Yeah, then. some percentage of you like of of that of your whatever compatriots, you know, become. Uh, Republicans who were once I I can't ex- I can't explain it but it does it is backed up by the way people vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh is there anything that you need to get out? Is there anything specific that that, that you kick yourself if you don't get to say today? Uh no, nothing nothing that can't wait. Uh We'll see how this experiment in uh, Seattle, the the autonomous yeah. zone, uh, works out. But uh, I think that it's going to end in tragedy, uh, more tragedy than have already has already happened. So uh, yeah. I hope they don't shut it down. Yeah, because it'll it'll be an example. 
Do you know uh, Free Talk Live? They're they're, no. they're like a radio show. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of like no, I don't know, like Liberty OGs. So they they're in um, Keene, New Hampshire. So they're a big part, okay. big uh, kind of supporters of the Free State Project and all that stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they've been there for years. Um, and a- anyway, yeah, they're they're uh, they they tend to go off of calls mostly. Uh, they don't. It's not like a you know podcast. I mean, you can subscribe to the show as a podcast mm-hmm. once it's it's finished. They upload it. Um, but it, it's great. The guys, they're, they're really good. Um, uh, they had a, so a friend of mine lives in Seattle and he was telling me, um, I should listen. He said they had a guy, uh, like a, an, an ANCAP called in, but he went to the chop or Chaz or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said he went and he sold like baked goods or something. He was like, I don't know, man, it was pretty cool. You know, I didn't have to pay any taxes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to like you know get get any documentation. And just people wanted the like you know muffins I had, and they bought it. And yeah, I mean, not that he you know obviously it's like got a big sort of communist kind of bent to it. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is pretty interesting. I mean, to me, like ultimately though, it's like you have commandeered like peaceful people's property so i'm like i'm not down with it like if you want to go do that you want to go like get some land in a legitimate way and then say hey like this is mine like i i don't you know you're not like the government is like no longer welcome i like paid for this from its owner i'm all for that but there's like people that live in that area and there's businesses that are like operating you know and, and already in like you know during this like the businesses are, I'm sure, already like you know, bleeding money. Yeah. Um, well, just just look at the difference in response between this autonomous zone and the the Cliven Bundy saga. I mean, they they took over like basically a disused government facility, and the journalists were out for blood. I mean, they they wanted the government to basically storm the place if they needed to to take it back. Yeah, yeah. And in this, and in this, it's like a several square blocks in the middle of a city. Yeah. Uh, and they will. They have already like beaten up people, threaten you if you come in, and you don't say what they want to say. Yeah. And everyone's all cool with it. It's yeah, yeah. it's absurd. Yeah, I actually um, had now. S- I, I wish that what they're doing, like if they would buy up, like you said, if they bought up a bunch of buildings around there uh, and wanted to run it like as a commune. Good luck. Best of luck to you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I had a friend. It it's funny that you you make that reference and you even bring up the media because I had somebody trying to make literally the opposite argument of oh my god, like Fox News just like can't let go of this Chaz thing or whatever. He's like, you know, when the Bundy thing happened, you know, I'm sure they didn't say anything about that. And I was like, well, I was like, first of all, they are very different situations. Like they didn't take. Mm-hmm. I thought they were on their own land. I didn't realize they like occupied like a. A, what did you say like a disused government building or yeah something or, uh, yeah it was it was some kind of it, i think the federal government owned it uh i mean let me just yeah. check this as fast. most yeah. of as the as most of the west of mississippi is owned by the there was federal government. well there there was the dispute on their land yes but then there was a different standoff like at the at a facility uh oh okay let me say where that was uh you know anyway yeah go yeah. on but yeah so i mean it's just it's just amusing that it 
that you that you sort of make the same point and how you could see it literally the opposite like to from your perspective the media was like going after bundy and and, and you know they they wanted him dead you know and yeah. they totally lay off and it's just like yeah well it depends and they you know, did they went up. in there and they murdered a guy yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they and they lied about it and the only reason the guy who shot the guy got caught was because of some video that they thought they had gotten rid of or something. Yeah. I don't remember every single detail, but you know, one of the guys was armed without cause by FBI agents and nothing like that's happened in the uh, autonomous zone. Yeah. It's in the autonomous zone. A guy got shot by the supposed, whoever this is, that's the law in that region. Uh, and they died last night. So, yeah. Um, uh- yeah, I saw a video of the police like trying to go in there. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. They were just freaking out, and it's like, I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, like you can't you can't administer medical assistance to this person. You know, like the the country of Chop just doesn't have the facilities. So, yeah, well, gonna- they want the the medic was they wanted the medic to come in, but so the dispute was supposedly that they didn't. The police didn't want the medics to go in without some escort, which yeah. seemed like a fair request. But right. the people running the autonomous zone didn't want that. And so someone died. And, you know, what cause did they have to say, well, we're autonomous, but if someone is shot here by our own people, we expect you to come in and give first aid to them. Like, right. that's not that's not <laughs> autonomy. That's the opposite. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty pretty funny but yeah he's been he's been watching it i i just feel bad for the people who like fucking live there like yeah like you literally live in this just like whatever this is like militarily occupied area all of a sudden you would have never in a million years when you bought that like eight hundred thousand dollar townhouse in downtown seattle in a million years did you think that you're gonna be like in occupied land one day right you can see <laughs> fear some for your life. very very sad reddit posts from you know people who live there saying you know i'm trying to be supportive of you guys but you can't keep screaming like at two o'clock in the morning. And then the guy was saying, Oh, sometimes you let me drive in with my car. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes someone asks me for money or some sort of identification that I don't have. And it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know? And it's like, this is, you know, the person who has an apartment in that square blocks didn't sign up for this, you know? So I do feel really bad for them. It's definitely, definitely aggression against those peaceful people. And that's like at the, at the base level, that's, you know, that's the easy way to like, to, to, to divide up like right, right from wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. at least, you know, for us. Uh, yes. Anyway, I think we can we can wrap it Call up there. there. That that's like the beginning of another you know big topic that I don't think we want to touch today. And we're gonna give everybody a nice breather. We don't have to deal with listening to uh, us double trouble the uh, dueling white supremacists <laughs> <laughs> telling yes. the world how it. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, I assume Adam will probably do this again next weekend. And depending on how my week goes, uh, I may try to jump in for a solo episode. Um, but if not, we'll definitely shoot for next week. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. All right. See you, everybody. Never, never.